0: You, because you are the of mm. the heavens and the earth, will bless you because you are the great and mighty God of the heavens and the earth. We thank you because indeed you are the one that holds all the nations in your hand. You hold all of creation in your hand. You hold all of time and eternity in your hands, O God. You are the great God who sits far above the circle of the earth. And you sit far above the circles of all the universes. You are the God who calls all things to be out of the fullness of your intentions, O Lord. And you are the one that determines the length and breadth of all creation. You are the great God who sits in the heavens and you sit as the master. You are the master of all intelligence. You are the master of all knowledge. You are the master of all wisdom. Father, this is why we stand and we praise you daily because we understand, oh God, who you are and who we are. Father, we understand that you are the God that gives us life. You are the God that is our source. You are the God that is the eternal fabric of all creation. Outside of you, oh God, there is no life. Outside of you, oh God, there is no understanding. So God, we bless you this morning. All of us, oh God, everywhere that we are, from across the world, Father, we are giving praise to your name because you are the great and mighty God of the heavens. You are the possessor of the heavens and the earth. You are not just the possessor of it, you are the creator of it. So Father, we thank you and Father, we bless you that you have even given us an opportunity to partake, oh God, of the intentions of your heart, that you have given us an opportunity to partake, oh God, of the intentions of all creation. Lord, we bless you. son Lambore Rebecca soure vekelene ma chanda zavale kutuba kezo valate kazuta valate Lord Jesus will bless you karamande sukala bateke le diva kazele mara osata jamraga Kosovre in inde kisa tukatabahai thank you for the opportunity o god to partake to partake to partake to partake. God, to partake to partake thank you for the opportunity o god to be called up as your own to be called as one of your own father we Thank you, Marsh and the Legira Basan de Becele de Bashata, Rabosa Catela di Avalasa. So we lift our hands to you, possessor
1: of the heavens, possessor of the earth. You are
2: holy, you are the great and mighty, the of all
1: the heavens. God of all the earth, you are holy. We lift our hands to you, Possessor of the heavens, Possessor of the earth, Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens. God of all the earth, Lord, you are holy. We lift our hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth, Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens. You are the God of all the earth. You are holy. Oh, Father,
0: we thank you. Jakevo Keimo Shumba la Keido Shokoba. Shangamba Kamba Kamba Kele de Bakuruma Sanda. Jamba ketuza Inde indevelekela. Shamba rakura isekira matura Zatai. It is a revelation of who you are, that we have an understanding of who we are. Mandule Igedila Adale Bosoga, Kengo Borodosanda, Barrekezunde Ikeleba, the all consuming fire of eternity. Barragedulana Masukeni Debelekuiza Katala Zanda Vakala Bosoko Teledila Dalatala The God who rules, yet there is no seat that can contain him. Mandan dekelida Undo God, we bless you. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, um, Once again, I I welcome you to the month of May. And yesterday we did um, some foundational work and some foundational prayers. And this morning we are continuing. um, You know, many times I love to talk about God. And the reason why I love to talk about God is because I love to lay a foundation, you know, for every single thing that we are doing and every single thing that we are. Because I realized that without the foundation of the word and the knowledge of God, it is impossible to fully engage him. It is impossible to come into the revelation of who you are until you have a revelation of who he is. Because the Bible says we were made in the image and in the likeness of God. It is like saying it is possible for you to fully um Make up or fully identify yourself and identify your parts if you don't have eyes and if you don't have a mirror. So, God is both your eyes and God is your mirror. God is both the revelation and the enlightenment inside of you that enables you to know who you are, what you have, but He's also the mirror of reflection that tells you daily and continually how you are growing and how you are becoming and how you are faring God. And you see the thing about God is that God is not a human construct. God did not begin with humanity. We are not the ones that give him his identity, his stability, all the power of his throne. We are mainly partakers of a finished work that finished from eternity past. So we have come to partake of a thing that a table that he has set even before the creation of the world. God is not in time. God is not in eternity. The construct of eternity was so that man may be able to have an idea or man may be able to even imagine what it is like to live forevermore. But God is not the God that is bound into definitions like even forevermore, because the idea of a forever is within God. And so God is the one that stands outside of time. He stands outside of creation. He stands outside of space. He stands even outside of the element of the universes, because he is the God that has made them all. So it is in him that we live. It is in him that we move. It is in him that we have our being. If God ceased to exist, then we all even cease to exist. It is not even like we would forget or we will remember and say, ah, there was once a God. No, we will be, we will not even be existing. Even as entities or as creation at all. So God is the fullness of all things. In him is all fullness. In him is all life. So God is the one that makes it possible for us to even have a sermon or for us to even have something like May prayer rain, or to have any prayer rain at all. To even have months, to even have dates. It is because God exists. I say this to you, please mute your microphone. I say this to you so that we may understand the importance of God in the midst of every single thing we talk about, in the midst of talking about the fact that may is a prophetic month. In the midst of talking about the fact that in this month of May, God is raising a new breed of giants out of the earth. We, I say this so that we may understand how it works. Now, when this God who's in eternity in the dateless past, when he created, the Bible declares in Genesis chapter 1 that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So there was a set time when creation began to happen. So creation did not always exist. We do not know what he was doing before he decided to create, but we do know that he existed as the almighty everlasting father, as the everlasting creator. But then in the beginning, he decided to go into the act of creation and he began to create. And that was when time began. And that was when the idea of counting and the idea of numbering began. Why? Because the Bible declares that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the heavens began and the earth began in a time called the beginning. And so, earth marks its seasons by the heavens. So, we mark our season on earth by the sun, by the moon, by the stars. All of these are the things that help us to determine what time it is. So, it is because the heavens were created. That's why the construct of time even exists. So, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, whenever beginning began, earth has always existed. I'm saying this to you because we're talking about the month of May and power. And yesterday, I was sharing different things with you. And later in the day, somebody said, Pastor Stephanie was chatting with me later at night. And she said, P.I., I I have gone back to listen to the the, the prayer ring of yesterday, which I advise everybody to do. And she said, you know, I have to listen to this again and again and again. And she said, P.I., when you were talking about the heavens and talking about the power of the moon and you were talking about the power of the heavenly bodies and how things are set, I sent her... Um, some screenshots about the moon and even the muslim celebration that is going on now and the, the different um standards that they set and how they determine you know what time it is when to move when to break their fast and all of that by the full moon and i was explaining to you people the month of sivan which is the hebrew month of may and how it is in this month one of the one of the things about this month it is the month of the full moon celebration according to the hebrew calendar and there were different things that god told them them about the full moon. So the fact that we ha- we are now born again and we are Christians, you know, I tell people don't be a Penty rascal because many Pentecostals are Penty rascals. A rascal is pretty much someone who doesn't act rightly according to the order of the day. So many times we're just talking about, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know who I am. I have power in the heavenly places, but do you understand the idea of it? Do you understand the government of power? Do you understand the hierarchy in the heavens? Do you understand the order of the day and how things add to each other to enable you become powerful, to enable you have authority? Because it is one thing to have power. It is another thing to have authority. So many of us have got resident power by reason of the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of us. But many of us have not met the criteria that enables your power to be converted to authority. So authority is what gives is designated right to act because power has been given to you. So many of us are constantly trespassing and constantly breaking the order so we do not enter into the right to act. So many times we are being broken in areas that we should be ruling. We are being oppressed in areas that we should be dominating because understanding has not yet entered into us. So I was teaching about this in yesterday's prayer, so please go back and listen to it. But I said that It was in the beginning that the heavens and the earth were created. And when this time began, the heavens and the earth became like twins. They became like parallel worlds with mirror imaging. And so the affairs of the heavens affect the affairs of the earth. And the affairs of the earth affect the affairs of the heavens because the affairs of the earth was what made God to come down, to die as a man. Why? Because the affairs of the earth affects the affairs of the heavens. And we understand that God has set his throne in heaven. And so the throne of God is in heaven and the throne is not necessarily that God himself is there because God cannot be contained in any location that is named. So God himself created heaven, but he set his throne the same way that I have an office and I put my office somewhere in Lagos in Oniru, but I am not necessarily constantly seated in my office, but my office is the seat and the residence of my administration and my power and authorization and daily decisions are made from there so you see the heaven is heavens are connected to the earth now um as you as you begin to look at that you then begin to understand why it is necessary for man to be a dual um engagement agent so you are able to engage on the earth and you are able to engage in the heavens now this is what was happening in Eden when Adam and Eve were created and there was an unhindered intercession interaction, sorry, intersection between the heavens and the earth in Eden. So at every point in time, man had direct access to God and God had direct access to man as though there was no difference between the heavens and the earth. So this was what existed in Eden. So every time that God calls us back into a place of power, the question is, what is God calling us into? Is power just the ability to pray? Is power just the ability to say words and repeat scriptures? Or perhaps there is power in understanding. Perhaps there is power in revelation. Perhaps there is power in knowledge. Perhaps there is power in coming into the understanding of who God is and who you are in him. And so you begin to see this in the book of Genesis and man interacting with God in all his fullness and in all the revelation of his Godhood and who we are as man. And then you go forward to the different dispensations of the earth, because we see when man fell and we see the effect of the fall of man over the earth. And we see how the concept of redemption was put in place and God began to to plan how he was going to redeem man from sin and redeem man from his broken and fallen authority. And then we know that the different dispensations came about um, from the dispensation of innocence to the dispensation of conscience, to the dispensation of um, human government, um, to the dispensation of law, um, to the dispensation of... Grace! And so from human government to the dispensation of promise, which is Abraham and the dispensation of law, which is the time of Moses and the dispensation of grace, which is the time of Jesus, which we are in the dispensation of grace. And then we see the dispensation of divine government and then the new and the new and the millennial reign of Christ. So you see all these dispensations existing on the earth and we inside each one of them, you see God making provision for the redemption of man inside of each of these, um dispensations now what is the provision of god inside of each, each of these dispensations you begin to see that it is knowledge and revelation Knowledge and revelation, God begins to find means by which He can bring a new kind of learning to man, a new kind of understanding to man. When you entered into the dispensation of conscience, that's when you began to see all oh, the consciences of men coming alive because um, the dispensation of innocence is in the beginning, Adam and Eve. They didn't know sin or anything like that. But then they've sinned and their man fell. And then you entered into the dispensation of conscience, and the consciences of men grew and they began to feel the weightiness of the impact of their sins and their mistakes and their transgressions and then it was in the midst of that you see people like Cain and Abel and God coming to Cain and say hey listen sin is crouching at your doorstep begin to deal with this emotion inside of your heart begin to deal with this feeling that you are having because if not you're going to do something crazy you know towards your brother and indeed Cain did and then you see that you move from that order of the day and you then entered into the dispensation of human government. That's where men men began to say one to another, you know, let us come together, let us do this, let us make bricks, let us do all of that. But it was marked predominantly by Um, By Noah and the fact that inside of Noah, God then raised a new breed out of humanity and then God began to say to Noah, do this, do this, this is how humanity should live. God began to set men to be in charge and to have governmental systems over humanity. And then when you move from Noah, you then enter into the dispensational promise, which was marked by Abraham. And And if you notice in each dispensation, what is happening? God is speaking. God is revealing to man. God is re enlightening man and then as a man becomes enlightened you then begin to see that the men that are enlightened now have a measure of power over other men now have a measure of access into the heavens over 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 other men. If you notice also, even from the time that man fell, Satan came into the scene and he began to try to pervert what power is by bringing man into knowledge and into revelation, some of which he was not supposed to enter into until years to come. So Satan is trying so constantly trying to to, um, to bypass the processes of God and constantly trying to pull a day that is not supposed to be and pull it into being so that he can corrupt it and pervert it before man can enter into it. And so you begin to see this in things like the tower of Babel, all of this existed before the time of human government. You begin to see this in tower of Babel, even before the tower of Babel, you see the invasion of the Nephilim and you see how um, they began to sleep with the daughters of men and they gave birth to giants in that time. So, in that time, they, I, and they were known as the men of renown, they were known as the men who had power in that time. Why? Because they, they had a greater stature, they had greater understanding, they began to craft things like swords and shields. All of this, I'm still in the topic of power for me. So I needed to track with me and to stay with me. They began to craft um, swords and shields and weapons and they became powerful men of that season because why? They had mixed their blood and the DNA of man had become corrupted and Perverted. It had mixed with the DNA of fallen angels. So man became a hybrid. You now see how Satan is trying to pull the idea of a supernatural man into the world, which is something that was meant to come through Christ. Because from the moment that he heard in the book of Genesis, when God made a promise to the woman and said to the woman that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent, he began to understand that there is something about woman. Now, I am not saying there is nothing about the man, but Satan heard the promise of God very clearly when he said it is the seed of the woman that will bruise the head of the serpent. So you then notice that the seed that bruised the head of the serpent was not given to by a man. Jesus did not have the DNA of a man. He has the DNA only of a human woman and the DNA of God. So Satan understood that the prototype by which God will cause redemption to happen and the prototype by which God will bruise his head, which the head of Satan of the serpent represents the authority of Satan and represents the power of satan represents the power of that he has over the mind of men because the head is in the, the the mind is in the head so when god said the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent he was saying that this captivity that satan has got his ability to control the mind of men a, a seed of the woman is going to arise that will bruise it this is why when jesus came out of the wilderness jesus began to say metanoia metanoia change your mind change your mind for the kingdom of God is at hand, therefore, the kingdom is marked by a by a transfiguration or a transformation of the mind. So Satan had the commandment and he said and God said the seed of the woman will bruise the head. So from that moment, Satan began to come after the woman because he understood that there is a promise in woman. There is a way in which a woman can supernaturally interact with the heavens that will make her give birth to a supernatural seed that has the ability to bruise the head of the serpent. Now take that a step higher just a little bit. Beyond the physical woman, we go back there, but you look at the idea of who a woman is. A woman carries a womb and So evil men carry wombs in the realm of the spirit because the womb is the cocoon within which creation is formed. The womb is the cocoon within which creation is born, within which DNA and genetics are put together that enables the betting of a new time, a new season, a new day, a new people, a new thought, a new form of engagement. So everything has got a womb. The earth has got a womb. In the beginning, darkness covered the earth and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The same way that in the... womb you have water and you have darkness that was how the earth was surrounded by darkness and water so it was the womb of the earth that we were seeing in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and so you begin to understand that even humanity have got wombs seasons have got wombs days have got wombs nations have got wombs so people try to pervert what a nation births by going to corrupt the womb of the nation that's why the bible began to speak about the womb of the morning so there is a womb even today Now, what are we doing as we are praying in the month of May? We are engaging the womb of May. When you see a woman whose womb is filled with fibroids and filled with polycystic, um, all kinds of things, you see a woman who finds it difficult to give birth. So when Satan goes to occupy the womb of a month or occupy the womb of a season with all kinds of demonic things, what he is trying to do is to ensure that what God wants to birth in that season never comes to pass. When he occupies the womb of a day. He is trying to pervert and trying to corrupt the possibilities of the birthing of the will of God out of that day. So what we are doing as we are sitting and praying and we are declaring concerning me is that we are reoccupying the womb and we are taking the posture because an unoccupied womb will be occupied by something else because in the realm of the spirit, there is no free space. It is a battle for territory. That is why Jesus began to say, and I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it why because it is a battle of gates there is a constantly ascending and a constantly progressing gate war and so we are gates because gates speak about leadership gates speak about power gates speak about authority gates speak about dominion because in those days the leaders used to sit at the gates are we still together yes. i am on the topic of power and I need you to understand what it means and what it looks like and how it has grown through the ages and through the generations so that when you stand in your day, you may be able to recognize the weightiness that lies upon you. So whether you wake up in the morning yawning or tired or whether you go to bed wondering about how you will solve your financial problem tomorrow, you understand that the circumstances of this current world do not change the power that is residing inside of you. You understand that the lack of money in your bank account does not change the fact that you have an account that is respected in the heavens so all you need to do is to learn how to create a bridge between the heavens and the earth so that you may manifest that which already exists so power and then you see that when satan heard the prophecy that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. He went ahead to try to raise a supernatural seed for himself. And so fallen angels began to mate with the daughters of men. Hear me. They began to mate with the daughters of men. And that's why you must understand why homosexuality is such a corruption. And there is no basis by which you can you can defend it because even when you look through scriptures consistently without missing words god spoke against it so homosexuality and lesbianism is a, is a form of corruption of the government of god it is one thing for a man to make a mistake it is one thing for a man to sin but it is another thing for a man to raise a counter government because without this order of the woman being woman and man being the man it is impossible for god to better and release the promises that he has for humanity so every time that Satan comes against humanity, it is not because he, it is a personal thing. It is actually because he is trying to circumvent the promises of God to mankind. Now, the fallen angels came and they slept with the seed of, with, they slept with the women and they gave birth to giants on the earth. Now, what was Satan trying to do? He was trying to raise an army ahead of the seed that God wanted to birth through the woman. He was trained to raise an army that also had supernatural powers ahead of the supernatural seed that God was going to bring. So I needed to understand the dynamics of warfare that is going on in the heavens so that you may understand who you are and why Satan is coming after you, so that you may understand why you must rule in this world and why you must put policies in place that enable godliness. Because if we do not put policies for godliness in place, what we are doing is that we are giving room for Satan to rule in the midst of mankind and to bet the promises or the lack of promises of darkness upon the earth. So these nephilims began to exist and the Bible says they became men of renown. They became the men that dominated in that time. And of course, what kind of things were they doing? They they began to do things like slavery. They got other men to work for them. They began to impose all kinds of things on humanity, which was not the original order of God. So man was meant to bring governments to the world, was meant to dominate the world. But according to the mandate in Genesis, man was not meant to dominate man. It was never written in Genesis that man should dominate man. But you see, even when God made the woman, the man and the woman were meant to work together as partners. And that is a topic for another day when we teach about woman. But man was never meant to dominate woman. Man was never meant to dominate man, but to dominate the earth. Now, so when these kind of pseudo governments now arose upon the earth, we now saw men dominating men. And this was not part of the order of God so this was Satan's way of corrupting from the beginning what the idea of power means and so even when we sit here today we are an accumulation of cultures ideas and dispensations past so that when the spirit of God resides inside of you part of what he's meant to do is refine your mind people say oh Pierre I notice that you teach a lot when we come to prayer meetings yes because like I said yesterday the most powerful prayers are not prayers of desperation but prayers of revelation if you look at the people that were desperate that had results many people in bible in the bible were desperate but not none of them got results but the ones that were desperate and had results were the ones whose desperation was backed up by revelation so every time they were desperate people like jabez they prayed oh god that, that would have blessed me and like my territory enable me not to cause pain to any man but help me to be a blessing jabez understood something and god heard him and so if you look at people like Hannah, she had been going to Shiloh for so long and she had been praying for so long, but she did not have a son. But it was one day that she, Hannah began to pray. It was almost like a revelation hit her. And she looked at the sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. She knew that the way these Hophni and Phinehas are going, God will not have a priest to replace Eli. So she said to God, God, I recognize that you have a need. If you will give me a son, then I will give you back to, be giving back to you as replacement for what it is obvious you have lost as a next generation. It was when she made that prayer, the Bible says God heard her and answered her. So there is something about prayers of revelation. The woman with the issue of blood, she was desperate so that she came out of her room because according to the Jewish custom, she's not meant to come out of her room when she's on her period. And she had been on her period for years, but she came out not just in desperation, but she had a revelation. She said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment because the hem of the garment in those days represented government and authority. So a man's government, and a man's authority is in the hem of his garment. And so when um, um, Ruth began to say to Boaz, spread your garment over me, what she was saying is put your authority over me. Cover me. Let me become your wife. Let me sit under your jurisdiction. Let me no longer just be a widow in Israel, but put your garment over me. So the woman was saying, if only I can touch his authority, if only I can touch his power, if only I can come into his government, I know I'll be healed. That woman had a revelation of who Jesus was the crowd was pushing Jesus of Nazareth but that woman was pushing Jesus the son of the living God so because she understood that inside of his government there is healing inside of his government there is power if I can touch it then I can come into the abundance that comes with his territory so she understood translation from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light she saw the kingdom while others saw a man this is the difference this is how it works now, I'm saying this to you because we need revelation about what power is. Where we are going to end up this morning in prayer is Ephesians chapter one. Now, these Nephilim, we see them and, and, and we see at some point, the world then got to a point where they said, let us come, let us build a tower, that the tower may reach into the heavens and we might be able um, that a, a tall tower that will reach into the heavens. Now, when people listen to that, we think it is a tall. And I've said this several times that God is not against skyscrapers. God is not against great architecture. If not, the whole world would be destroyed. If not, God would have sent that fire from heaven. But that is not the problem. God is not intimidated by our physical structure. But what moved God was that these people were trying to erect a structure that was going to touch the heavens not the physical sky but the heavens which is the second heavens where demonic angels dwell because according to history they were trying to build a tower over which they were going to use the top as an altar and they were seeking to open a realm and they were seeking to open the heavens and they were seeking to tear the fabric that separates humanity from divinity but what they wanted to pull down was a demonic host and so God looked at it and God said no because if that had happened man did not have the spiritual capacity to resist Satan. We would not even have any warfare today if that had happened. So God came down and he struck them with division of language. This is where when the Holy Ghost came, the Holy Ghost brought a unification of language. So that whether you be in America, Canada, Australia, China, Japan, anywhere, we are unified in the language of the Holy Ghost. So when we say, together, what we are doing on this call is that we are erecting the right Tower, and we are pulling down the power of the heavens now, not the second heavens, but the third heavens, which is where the throne of God dwells. In the unification of our language of prayer, we are causing what they were trying to do, but the right version to come down into the earth a unification of language. Now, you see that God scattered them and they went across above, above the earth, and then you see Moses, and then you see, in fact, and it, it, psh, a different day entirely we will talk about the dispensations but what I'm trying to do is lay a foundation of how of the what the idea of power is and how we have arrived at where we are today and you see all of this happening and you see Moses and how God um, um and how God gives Noah power um to be able to rule and create a new set of people because what was God doing with the flood when the bible says and God saw a righteous man in Noah it wasn't talking about Noah just being um pure and chaste and you know all of that but the word that was actually used was that it was Noah's and stream and DNA was one that was uncorrupted by the genes of the giants. So Noah was not just a good guy. Noah was actually someone whose DNA had not been corrupted by the giant genes. Because you see, the truth is God made provision for man, a pure breed of God, not provision for a corrupted version of God. And so what Satan was trying to do was corrupt the entire DNA of humanity. So that as long as the heavens and the earth remain, God can no longer save man. I need you to hear me because remember when God told set man, Adam and Eve out of the garden of Eden, what was the thing that God said? God said, they have now become like one of us. Let us send them out so that they will not eat of the tree of life and remain in that state forever because you see the tree of life binds you into an eternal position please mute your microphones the tree of life binds you into an eternal position and so as long as they ate of the tree of life before they fell they were eternal beings that were not going to die but from the moment they they broke the command of god and they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now please stay with me now what was the sin of man the truth was that tree I believe they were always bound to eat it but it was the condition under which they ate the tree we are still in power because what did Satan do to Eve Satan opened her eyes and caused her to see that that tree had power to make her something that God had not allocated for her in that time and so you have to be very very careful about even placing revelation because what Satan said was not a lie because the things that he said to her were things that were true about the tree. But the question is what are these conditions surrounding this power that she was meant to come into now what did satan say to jesus bow to me and i will give you all these kingdoms was jesus meant to have all the kingdoms yes was there a seed in the heart of jesus that Mm. wanted to rule over the earth yes why because he was born crafted created to be the rulers of ruler of the heavens and the earth so when satan was saying i will give you the kingdom what was he doing he was calling for a resident desire in jesus that was not meant to manifest at that time So what Satan usually does is that he begins a conversation with you that is misplaced in time. So what revelation does is that it enables you to be able to put the understanding of the will of God within the context of times and seasons. So when we wake up and we begin to say May is the month of power, May is the month of ascension, May is the month of promotion. We are not just saying it so that we can sound like we are spiritual giants. We are telling you that according to the order and the setting of the heavens, there is an allocation for increase, allocation for promotion, allocation for grace. In the month of May. So what Satan did to Eve was that he pulled her into a conversation that she had not been fully equipped with revelation to handle. So Eve saw a desire and went ahead to stretch her hand to receive it, ahead of preparation of what the government of God is like. And so when she ate of that tree, she was ill-prepared for what hit her because she began to feel vulnerable. She began to feel agitated. She began to feel afraid. She began to feel anxious. This is why our quest is not for. When I say power, I'm not talking about something that sets you above people and makes you look mysterious. And no, that's not the power. I'm talking about the revelation and the understanding of who God is, and why you are set in the midst of such authority, and the purpose of the grace and the understanding that God has given to you. What is it meant to do? The disciples said to Jesus, "Jesus, let us call down fire upon these people. We have the power. How dare they talk to us like this?" Jesus looked at them and said, "You know, you do not know the manner." or power that is residing in you. You won't understand the purpose of it and the context of it. It is not to consume nations and consume cities, but to build them up and to overturn the orchestrations of hell over them. So Jesus was like, you are thinking too low. You are looking at the men and thinking that they are your enemies. They are not your enemies. It is what rules the heavens over them that is your enemy. So many people have lost the authorization to execute power because they executed it over the wrong candidates. The people that they were meant to bless, they cursed. And so they lost their authority in the heavens to wield power. This is why revelation is, on, is, is important. Revelation will keep you bound into the jurisdiction and the government of God. Revelation will enable you to wield the power of heaven accurately so that you will consistently remain a man of authority. So these people in the garden of Eden were pulled into a conversation and they ate the fruit and God said, let us chase them out of the garden, lest they will eat of the tree of the knowledge of good, uh, of the tree of life, and they will be bound in that state forever so that we can no longer redeem them. The moment sin becomes an internal construct, the moment because even the idea of death is a mercy seed or a mercy plan of God. So God even imputed mercy into the possibility of the fall of man. That if for any reason they should eat of it, they will die. So when we hear that command, we think that when God says the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. We see wickedness. We see, ah, he killed them. No, it was an, a mercy act of God so that man does not remain in the state of sin and in the state of being separate from God forevermore. So he said, let them die. Let them leave this human earth so that they can enter into the possibility of eternal salvation. So, death in itself is a mercy act of God to save man from the impact of living eternally in sin and brokenness. Now we then see that what Satan was trying to do by corrupting the DNA of man with the seed of the fallen angels was so that he wanted to make it possible that man could no longer be redeemed, because the man to whom that promise is is the man that is fully man in the nature and image of God. So. You then begin to realize they grew so tall they were giants. The Bible says some of them had six um, toes on their legs and six fingers on their hands. They were no longer in the image of God. Very important. So people these days play and say, you know what, you know, let them choose who they are, let them choose what sex they want to be. You cannot choose because there are some things that are left in the jurisdiction of the government of God. Nobody is the architect of humanity. Nobody gave God an idea of what humans should look like. These are eternal blueprints and patterns that we have received and they are holy and consecrated. The moment you break them, you are breaking a flow of power. So when you say things like, no, there is nothing like no transgender. no, no you, Look, I am not homo anything. You cannot define me. The word of God and the government of God defines my position. Because this thing is a governmental issue. It's a governmental issue. And it is an issue of the destiny of the earth. Now, um, you then begin to understand why God then said, let us chase them out. And why Satan's first strategy was, first of all, bring a seed of the woman that was birthed supernaturally, and then let it have an image and a likeness that is anti-God. So you see the spirit of the Antichrist did not, it's not just now, it is since Genesis, it has been coming to play. Now you then see the graduation of all of this. Holy Spirit, please help me to make a movement out of here. In Jesus name, amen. You then begin to see the graduation out of this into Noah, into promise, maybe as we go on, Tomorrow I'll talk to you about Noah and the significance of Noah's Ark and what it represents spiritually and even the dimensions that God gave to Noah. And then you move into promise, what the promises of Abraham look like and how it is a prototype of the salvation we have today. And then you begin to move from promise um, you move into the law and, you know, many people see the law as, you know, God bringing these strict whatever. No, the law is God's way of trying to shift the mindset of humans and trying to move them back into the thinking of righteousness and godliness. At the beginning of this year, I began to say that this is the year of the gods. This is the season of the gods. Why? What is happening is because Satan is trying once again to enter into the earth and to manifest no longer just as spirit, but to now begin to manifest physically. And so you will begin to see demon possessed people, literally manifesting demon possession. And it is applauded by humans. Why? Because the mind of humanity is being retrained once again, like in the days of Nephilim, so that humanity can begin to accept when you see a supernatural falling demon manifesting to a man. Because that was what happened in that time. And the Bible says in the last days, it shall be like the days of Noah. This is one significant thing that was happening in the days of Noah. There were giants in the earth. There were Nephilim in the earth. There were people who were not fully human, who had taken on, who were embodying demons and manifesting it and using it to grow corporations, using it to build industries, using it to rule and to be governors. And it was accepted as culture. Once again, you tune into Netflix and everything you are seeing, it is from vampire. There is even a show called Lucifer. And people watch it, Christians will say, oh my God, it's so interesting. God have mercy on you. Because you see, it is about the training of your mind. If Satan can get the whole of humanity to accept that this has become the order of the day, then he would have re-erected the Tower of Babel. Because what is the Tower of Babel? To raise all the people of the earth into a place where they agree that the second heavens can reside with with the earth now. So I refuse to agree. If you like put policies in place, if you like ban me from your nation, I refuse to agree to set these standards and I will not say it with style. The truth is the word of God is the salvation of the earth. If we all bow and we reduce our standards
2: then we have given humanity over to Satan. So
0: Once again, the minds of a generation are being betrayed to accept the demonic falling nature and to accept that it is possible for a human being to be possessed by something else that is not God, that is not Jesus, that is not the Holy Ghost, but for that person to have power to do in quotes, good. For that person to have power in quotes, to be powerful, to, to build, to erect, to have money, that is what is littered all over television. You ask your children, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be like Catboy. I want to be like this. None of them, if you ask them, who's your superhero? They don't mention Jesus. They don't mention angels. They have no idea of the supernatural power that is available to the saints. Why? Because their minds are being reeducated to believe that it's possible to be possessed by something. I have a supernatural power that is not God, that is not Jesus, that is not the Holy Ghost. So the Bible says in the last days, it will be like the days of Noah. So this is why God will have to come and destroy the earth again so that the pure breeds may arise and the pure breeds will be able to set the standards of God in the new heavens and the new earth. We move all the way I, I don't want to touch all of that. I don't want to make that journey. And then we move all the way and we land in the dispensation of grace, which is Jesus. You know, fa- Father, this morning, um, ab- about five days ago, I was praying with a group of people. And, you know, at some point, I felt the Holy Ghost saying that we should break any covenant that we have made with um the spirit of ignorance, because it is the ignorance of man that permits the destructive power of Satan to reign on the earth. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And many times as believers, we have sat in a place where we did not have the desire to know, the desire to seek, the desire to understand these spiritual things. And we have sat down under many, we have sat within many demonic altars and we have foiled them. We have even given our money to them. We have even propagated them in words and it has woven a web web of destruction around us and around our children. The generation of Esau could not have known the impact that their father's ignorance would have done to them. And so what the ignorance of one father does is that it leaves generations bound to a covenant that only the blood of Jesus can break. This morning, before I go on, I want us to pray. And I want you to pray for yourself. And to say, God, if there be any covenant I have made with ignorance, with any altar of ignorance, with any place of ignorance, with any doctrine of ignorance at any point in time that I did not rise up in revelation and truth, my God, I break it in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you have mercy on me. Father, I ask that you invade my life. Father, I ask that you come, oh God, and you have mercy on me. Whether it be an altar of ignorance in my soul, a covenant that I made with ignorance, I repeatedly held on to a position that is not the position of the spirit, that is not the position of God. I repeatedly held on to a stance and I can't it over and over again and it has broken me and it has released destruction in my life. God, by the power of the Holy
2: Spirit, I make such an agreement but and I say this day, oh God, that I release myself into the revelation. I, in oh, I, I release myself I into the revelation of the Holy Ghost. I into the revelation of go, 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 the In the name of Jesus, I and I that by the I am coming into and I'm understanding and clarity and revelation. My my God. My blood. Blood. My God, I have myself to the ever revelation ever of the blood. Blood. I was I was Lord. Lord. I of God. the the of 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 the the of the myself myself of my I did ask I you to close of myself. The I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, my oh, no, 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 I'm like, 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 the am like i am i i i i i of i i want to my i i want to i i let it burn on the fire of the world. I rise in knowledge, I arise in strength, I rise in understanding, I rise in revelation. In the name of that Jesus. have a superpower. I knowledge and revelation, can that reveal yourself no I've to the, Lord, yeah. yeah. to the I a i the baga of baga 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 baga
1: baga baga I, I, I
0: have eaten star grapes and the teeth of the children are set at edge and the Lord I have a Lord saying that the teeth of the children sorry there is noise I don't know whose phone that is the teeth of the children is set at edge because no one has ever reason to ask how can we stop this that we feel this sadness and this shocking feeling how can we stop it it is almost as though that the teeth of the children be set at edge has now been made, has now moved from just what was a problem to a first generation into becoming a culture and a nature of existence to generations after. So that four generations later no longer know what it's like for the teeth of the children to not be set at edge. So, but the Lord is saying that if we would rise up and say, where is the solution? To the teeth of the children be set at edge, then a generation will break into revelation that will liberate them from this problem. I perceive in my spirit that this morning the spirit of God is breaking some people out of demonic covenants that their fathers and their forefathers made out of ignorance and they made it with falling gods and falling demons who appeared in every nation in time past and they made such covenants and somehow the covenants they made because the God over a nation and the God over a people determines what is distilled into the lives of those people so there are cultures and traditions that we are given by demonic spirits and it has been propagated from one generation to the next and then 10 20 generations later people say this is how we are in spain this is what we do in germany this is how americans are this is how nigerians are but the question is where did it begin the teeth of the children are set at edge has now become a culture That no one has risen up to challenge it. This morning, I perceive by the spirit of God that the Lord wants to challenge standards and cultures embedded inside of our lives and our nations that is limiting us as a people of God. And so this morning, I want you to say, my God, I rise up as one in my generation as one in my family line, as one in my nation who believes that the God of heaven is able to infiltrate Any generation at any time, if any man would arise and pray, I believe you are able to infiltrate the God of Jabez. Jabez rose up and said, my mother called me pain. My mother described what my life and my generation should look like. But this day I arise and I choose to believe that God is able to break not just the curse, but the ignorance of my mother over me. So this morning, I want you to pray and to ask the Lord that Baba ele osu ele asake any burden I am laboring under, any stronghold I am laboring under, that is a product of the ignorance of previous generations, whether it even be previous generations of the church, my God, I ask that you break me out of it in the name of Jesus. It may be cultures, it may be traditions that are embedded in today's church, Lord God, that never came from you, but was as a result of the brokenness of former generation, but we ask by the blood of Jesus that that you liberate us this morning, my God. Let us be set free from such captivity, my God. Help us to break out of it like a bird that is broken out of the cage
2: of the of the broken Out of the stem of the fowler, my God. Let our wings. <inaudible> oh <grow to inaudible> God, let it happen <inaudible> to the realm of truth. Let it happen to the name of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, my God, and I break out. That's history. I said, I have my soul. I'm not a great 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 soul. I'm i am not a great soul i am soul is am i am the a of soul i am soul i am i am not a great soul i am soul i am a I want you to make
0: a prayer like the way the patriarchs of old would do and pray that these things that you are breaking in the in these 7 days that your children and your children's children will not encounter it you mm-hmm. see, understand that what we are breaking is spiritual entities and their homes. Mm-hmm. When we raise up the voices to pray, we are putting demonic mm-hmm. mm-hmm. things at bay and we are removing from ourselves the things that they feed on. What so, as you break it, you are now legislating in the heavens You're saying, God, I raise a new order of the day, the same way that mm-hmm. sin to the world through one man, and it was abolished through another man, Jesus. That's the same way that fathers raised altars in the past and many people were put in captivity. In the same way, I also raise a new altar by the blood of Jesus and generations mm. to come are put in liberty. And so mm. this morning, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I need you to declare mm. over your children that the things that you struggled over, that they will not struggle over them. That the things that, you have through, that will them oh,
2: I pray that on children. my children. That I children. Love. I we should recommend you to get a bit more to get a bit more to get a I more to get to get a bit more to 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 get a to get a bit more to get I bit to get a bit more to it will not worship idols. will not worship will the 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 my children be safe and work in this the life, long, and the church, a
1: outro
2: do meu generation lion of judah oh.
1: He has uh, given okay. us the victory again and, and again. again.
2: This triumph of Judah, Judah has broken your hearts. And, real, and, and given us and broken, the again. victory again and again. again, again. again. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for so in the Spirit. Thank you
0: for partnership with the Angelica. Thank
2: you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In amen. Um, after the seven
0: days of prayer ring,
2: On the eighth
0: day, I believe, we are beginning another set of prayers, and you are all invited. And it's for children, an outshoot of my ministry called Children of Influence. It engages both the children and it engages the parents. So we have Bible study for children every Saturday morning, but the parents also, we pray with them every week, but because we have a parent's conference coming up, I think on the 14th of May. So um, we are having a one week prayer before the 14th for children specifically, and it is called birthing the sacred future. So same thing, 5.30 AM in the morning after we end prayer in, I'm entering another set of prayers, which is for children. So. If if you want to pray for your children, you are free to just continue this prayer. I know that it it is not ending um, on the 8th. We're continuing all the way and praying for children um, up to the 15th of May. So that's just as an aside. I just wanted to say that so that you know and um in, in that call i will begin to teach you things about the sacred future and how to to, to set certain things in order and how to lay foundational altars and spiritual uh um spiritual strategies and spiritual encampments for your children so that even when you are long gone that the altars that you raise will be speaking for them in in different nations and different places but that is for later but for today i i want us to enter into Ephesians 1 <laughs> I said I want us to enter into it so yes because you so saw the scripture in itself um, is open heavens it's a place the scripture is not this hard cover. the scripture opens up to you realms in the spirit so let us enter Ephesians one this morning um, and as we go I'm not going to teach um, I'm not going to teach fully but I'm going to introduce you to power so that we can go. I don't even know where the time goes to like, it's like, is my clock working correctly? What is happening? Anyway, praise Jesus. Let's just quickly look at it um, quickly, Ephesians one. So in Ephesians chapter one from verse um, 18, um, first of all, I want you to know that in the new Testament there are four kinds of power that is mentioned. Um, I think five, but I will stick with four. That is mentioned in the new Testament. So not everywhere, Where you saw power, 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 it wasn't, it did not mean the same thing. So, the most popular definition of power is dunamis. So, you hear many people say, oh, the dunamis of God, the dynamic ability to cause changes. But dunamis was not the only power that was mentioned. If you go to Ephesians 1, and I read the scripture and we close Ephesians 1, verse 18. He says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and that, and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. When you look at this verse of scripture, you then realize that um, there are when when the apostles consistently talked about power and talked about the different power that has been given to us and the different things that god has wrought by his power and the power towards us you don't think that oh he's talking about one power which is just you know the ability to change things and to make things happen no actually in these verses of scripture there are four kinds of power that were used when you read it from the greek rendering and so from these verses of scripture you then realize that the first well one of the first power so the first power is number one, dunamis power, number two, exousia power, number three, iskus power, number four, kratos power. And there is a fifth one, I believe, called endunamo. So maybe we would look at that, but I'm I'm staying on this four. So like I said, number one, Pastor Stephanie, you can spell it for people. Number one is dunamis, number two is exousia, number three is iskus, Number four is kratos. Now, I'm not saying all of this to make it sound like, hmm, called kratos, you know, just giving all the Greek, no, it is for the purpose of understanding, for the purpose of revelation, for the purpose of clarity, and for the purpose of power, because you cannot fully wield the power that you don't understand. you know, And that's the difference between a child and someone that has risen to the point of being a true heir. So a heir does not defend from a servant as long as he remains a child. And he is subject to the lordship of tutors and governors, governors until he arises to the place where he breaks off childishness for himself from himself. And then he can begin to have the authorization to wield the power of his father. So what teaching does and what understanding does it that it takes you from the place of just resident power into the place of authority to um to use the power that you have received so that is why we are going into the Um, into the breaking down of it all. Now, when you you look at, so I'm just going to quickly say what each one is and then we end for today and then tomorrow we can enter into it fully. When you look at dynamis, dynamis is a Greek word from which we have the English word dynamite. So when the way a dynamite explodes, so dynamic is the dynamic ability to cause things to change. So they come to you and they say, hey, XYZ has happened. They're taking this contract. You're like, no, it's not going to happen. I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that there is an overturning, that there is a chain, that there is a reversal of that decree. You know, dunamis is the ability to cause things to change. Now, um, one interesting thing is that dunamis is an inherent ability or power. So as you have been born again, it is an inherent power that you have. There's a reason why inherent is very critical. It's that inherent power is inside of you, or it's something you can develop. Like as we are here, we are praying, we are growing in the word and we're growing in understanding. We are growing in power. You understand? Uh, So Jesus used the word dunamis when he said, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So you shall receive an inherent dynamic ability. So the Bible declares that in that day in Acts chapter two, when they received the Holy Ghost and they received this power, the Bible says that the people were saying, what is going on? Are they drunk? What is happening to them? It says in that day, Peter arose and Peter began to say, as he was led by the Holy Spirit. Now, Peter had a choice. Peter received this dynamic ability inside of him, but Peter could have kept quiet and said, you know what, let's just maintain our upper room. Let's not say anything. You know, they can say whatever they want to say. It's their business. We're just going to stay here and enjoy the Holy Ghost. No, Peter arose and addressed them and addressed their questions and gave them answers and preached to them and gave them the gospel it is dunamis in as much as he had dunamis he exercised another kind of power and that power is called exousia and exousia is where we will begin tomorrow exousia is found in verse 21 in this um Ephesians 1 and exousia means delegated authority so um Dunamis is inherent power. Exousia is delegated power from Jesus to act in any given situation in his stead. So they received dunamis, but Peter arose in exousia as a delegated chosen person by Jesus to speak in his stead and to bring the knowledge of Christ to people. So many times you realize that people have got exousia, uh, have got dynamis, but they never ex- exercise exousia. And exousia means many things. You know, there are many, there are four um, there are four definitions of exousia or four streams of exousia. One of them is the power of choice. One of them is delegated authority. So there are four types. Now, um, then the third kind of power that you have in that efficiency that is mentioned is iskus power. And this power is found in verse 19. And it means strength, might, force, ability. So you realize that the, what happened to people like Elijah, that Elijah was able to outrun the chariot of Ahab? That is Isku's power at work. So, Jesus also gave us strength and might to do things that ordinary people cannot do. So, when you begin to see people like Moses patting the Red Sea, or you hear the disciples um, do all kinds of crazy things, you realize that Isku's power is at work. So, what Um, you see them constantly showing, you know, in TVs, is all these false demonic entities possessing people, manifesting iskus. But this should actually belong to the church. Now, when you look at iskus, you now realize that there is another false kind of power, which is called kratos. And kratos is demonstrative and eruptive. You know, a historical study of the word proves that you know it is super it is it's a supernatural nature it was used by some Greek now the word Kratos was used by some Greek writers when they were referring to you know individuals like Hercules and all these gods that existed it was Kratos they used to describe the kind of power that they had it was demonstrative and eruptive because it is kratos that causes nations to flock, that causes people to flock, that causes men and kings to come and say, I want what you have. So God is calling us in this month of May into the different levels and manifestations of power. We are no longer residing in just the place of dunamis and talking about how we have dunamis, but we are going to manifest all the power. God wants us to come back into the place of searching. God wants you to come into the place where somebody will tell you, oh, your sister's son has died. And you're like, no, he cannot die. According to the word, the Bible says that women are going to receive their dead back to life. So women are going to have resurrection ability. Show me the child. He's not dead. That kind of power is when you take dunamis out of a box. And in exousia, you now begin to do your iscus Do you understand? You now say, God, no, it must be demonstrative and it must be eruptive. So these are no longer the days where you begin to say, ah, Katrin Kuma was powerful. Elbishon Benson, that was powerful. Smith Wigglesworth was powerful. Yes, who are the powerful men of our generation? You are on this call right now. God is calling you to a place of desire. But listen to me, Elijah would never have outrun the chariots of Ahab if Elijah did not press in the place of prayer. If Elijah did not stay there, Elijah would not have entered into that power. Elijah stayed consistently he was pressing and pushing Elijah was pushing and driving the engine of p- prayer and they came back to him and said Elijah he's dead he said Elijah there's no rain he said there's rain Elijah there's no rain he said there's rain Elijah these physical elements are not showing that there is he said I said there is rain come on it is when you press that you know what is available to you and your pressing is in prayer your pressing is in a posture he constantly says, the Bible says, watch and pray, watch and pray. You are not watching for what, you know, the world will do for you. You are watching for the changes in the heavens. Elijah prayed, Elijah prayed. They said to me, you see you have only one egg. Basically, in doing IVF, you need multiple. So you have multiple options. You have multiple embryos. You have multiple... I have but one. And my father in Lord said to me, he said, you see how many does Jesus need? How many eggs did it take to make Jesus? I said one. He said, all you need is one. With God, there are no options. The doctor said you need options. The medical practitioner said you need options. Jesus said, I have given you one, and that one is enough. With one egg in IVF, one IVF cycle, I was able to bring forth a child. A child that at 13, 30 weeks, they told me was no longer growing in my womb. This child is not take dunamis out of the box and use your delegated authority to change the things in the world as a believer you are not meant to change only what is inside you you are not meant to generate prayer power for nothing prayer power is generated so that you can influence and change your world that's what prayer power is generated for so when they said to me your seed is dead at 23 weeks There's no more amniotic fluid in your womb. This baby has to come out. He's going to die within 24 hours. I said he will not die. It's not because I studied medicine. It's not because I have the human facts. It is because I have a revelation. God showed me the child in the realm of the spirit. I saw him. He was real to me. I had prayed about his destiny. The Lord had given to me clear-cut words about who that boy was going to be. He could not die. It is not about me. It is about the power of God that resides inside of me. For the life I now live, I live by faith in the son of God. It is no longer I that live. The easy that lived before that could have considered the options of the doctors is dead. The only reality that holds me in place is the reality of the eternal life of Jesus. And because of that reality, he cannot die. Ninety percent of amniotic fluid gone, but that baby lived to thirty-six weeks. I am telling you, there is a power resident in you. The only problem is that you are not wielding it. So many of your seeds have died. Many of the things that the Spirit of God planted inside of you—businesses, ministries, relationships, capacities, visions—they died. Why? Because you did not go into the process of the brooding of sitting over Ninda katemoroko sanda katala you cannot die you cannot die even if you see the child making the transition you call him back in the name of jesus power so we are going to look tomorrow at exousia and what exousia means and i pray that the spirit of god will give us the grace to cover ground and to finish everything um, before the seven days is over so there are four things that excuse me. Anyway, we'll go into that tomorrow. So today, I just want us to begin to pray as we close. And I want you to ask the spirit of the living God, uh-huh. The Lord God, I pray that you teach me, oh God, how to work, how to work the full strength of your power that you have put inside of me. My God, let me not be a dumb Christian. If there be anything that weighs me down, if there be anything that makes it impossible
2: for me to speak
0: up and to exercise my right as a believer, Lord, break it out of me in the name of Jesus.
2: My God, in this month of day, I am rising in the strength of my office. I am rising in the strength of the power of me. My God, in this month of day, I am coming to the power that I am suffering. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let me understand what it means to be an ambassador. I am the <laughs> Lord God Almighty. I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am the Lord God I am the Lord God of the whole earth. I am 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 Oh, let us be the of the of the of the light of Jesus. Let the of the of the
0: in the I want you to 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 declare over yourself because the Bible says that the power to life and death is in the tongue. But I realize that we have we have a generation of believers that are quick to speak against things that are quick to lend their opinions to matters that do not release power. But Mm. when it comes to the matter that releases power, you are are conservative. You don't want people to think that you are doing a bit too much. Listen Mm. to me Mm. until they say to you that your Christianity is too much. You have not started because Mm. the Christianity that Jesus died for and the nature of Christ is a speaking nature. It's a nature that challenges, look through scriptures. Jesus constantly challenged positions that were not true. When they said to Jesus, there was something that they said unto Jesus and Jesus replied. The, yes, they said to him, they said to him, oh, your disciples are, are, are godless. Your disciples are not following the traditions. You know, they don't wash their hands before they eat. They don't, fast. they don't do all of this. Jesus looked at them and said, you are, you people are the ones that are godless. He said, you take the money that you're supposed to use to take care of your parents, according to the laws of Moses, and you give it to the temple, and you say, oh, we have given the money to the temple. You break the law of God to fulfill a law that makes you look great amongst your friends. He says, you are the godless ones. Now, as they were walking away, the disciples said to him, Jesus, don't you think that the Pharisees will be angry because of what you just did? He looked at his disciples and said to them, any tree my father has not planted must be your putting. So basically he was saying to them, I dealt with the matter quickly because that is a tree that they were about to plant in your heart to now make you lose the liberty you have in me so that you not begin to think that what it means to be liberated is to be attending to those laws that are not right tradition but actually not obeying the law of God. Yeah. He said, I had to uproot that tree quickly. So Jesus was not a guy that... You know, oh, they said, that whatever they want to say, I'm just going to leave it. The doctor said, oh, I have cancer, you know, I'm just going to begin chemo. What? Cancer? Who? You go into prayer, you shut your door. You apply for leave quickly. Tell them there's a family emergency. You shut your door before you go and start any chemo, anything. You, ho- you shut your door, you fast. Seven days, you sit with your Bible, read every scripture on healing. Every scripture that exists on healing, every scripture that exists on Jesus, having his resurrected body and giving unto you the power to life and death, read the scriptures, pray the scriptures, carry the letters, let them enter your soul and you enter the reality of the letters. Then go back and do the test again. Do the test again and again. Why? Because Elijah kept pressing. He kept going back and doing the test again and again. They said to him, you still have cancer. He said, no, go back and look. Go back and look, go back and look. He was praying and he would go back and check, pray and go back and check. I have seen women who they told your baby is dead. They said to them, this baby will grow. We cannot find heartbeats." They said, just leave the baby in my womb. And they prayed and they prayed and they have that to those children today. I know at least three women. I am telling you that this power we are talking about is possible. And this is the power by which we cross me. Because you see many people will still be in April while we are in December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According to the calendar year, they are in December. Mm-hmm. But according to the spirit, they are still stuck in the order and in the grace of April. So, this is how you will cross May. In as much as there are promises in May, there are also restrictions in May. Because you don't take anything without warfare in the spirit realm. So, we have mm-hmm. to break through it. And the way you break through it is by embracing the mentality of power. So when Mm -hmm. you step out of this call today and they tell you, you know, your child has a learning disorder, you will call his learning into order. You Mm will call it quickly into order because the Bible says that the order of the world is put in place by the word of God. If the moon has not fallen from the heaven, because God said moon should sit there. My son's brain cannot fall. When I speak the word of the Lord to his brain, you put it back in order. You put it back in order. You put it back in order. This is how you do. This is how you organize it by the spirit, by the spirit. And so today I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus, that mm-hmm. God will make you bold enough Amen.
2: to speak bold. Amen.
0: You are in fear.
2: You no. will
0: not have a satanic standard to rest in any room where you are in. No. Take no. it in the name of Jesus. No. So release life or death. No. I pray that God will give you the revelation and the boldness to release life. I pray Amen. that God, Will give you the courage to speak one to another in scriptures, in hymns, in sounds, so that you will will become a spiritual generation again, generating the energy of the spirit everywhere we go. I say to you that in this month of May, let the power of God that is resident in you, let it find expression around you. No. You, will no. you will not miss the open doors that are open to you in the spirit realm. To be able to come into a higher level of engagement, you will not no. miss the openings in the name of Jesus. No. The of light of beckons to you. You will not be no. like the friend who was too stupid to come out of the womb. But I pray no. that we are praying as we are learning that understanding is resting on you, and God Amen. will give you strategies by which you may Amen. come out of situations that want to keep you captive. In the name Amen. of the Lord Jesus, the name of coming out, coming forth, and making advancement, it shall be for you. It shall be for your family. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the grace of God that is released over this altar let it permeate every level and every area of your life. Let there be a through all around you, you the power of God shifting things in your families. In the name of Jesus, let the, be healed. let the dead be raised. Let the lost be restored. In the name of Jesus, the precious, Lord, be precious things that you have lost in this next six days. Let there be a restoration of things that you have lost is searching for Jesus. her soul, He shall be found in the next week. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. The blessing that is on this call. And you are dealing with sicknesses. You are dealing with issues with your kidney. You are dealing <coughs> with issues with your mind right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. I release the healing anointing of God. Let him
2: yeah.
0: be in the call, into the lives and into the homes of everyone on this call. In the Amen. name
2: of Jesus. Amen.
0: We are under the government of the spirit.
2: Therefore, let the angels
0: of God that respond to the government of God, let them respond speedily to you. Speedily to you. Speedily to you. In the name of Jesus Lamason de rain
1: on us, break us till we overflow, oh, oh araba ka shalo la kasulele
2: maganga the color the we over I'm sorry.
1: the God of all time.
2: the God of all time. Those-
0: of all seasons you are the god of all days you hold our seasons in the palm of your hands you yes. are the god of the harvest and you're the god of the rain father we are asking for the former and for the latter rain in the things yes. we have missed oh god in the previous seasons of 2022 that was meant to be our allocation for this year Baba, I ask that you give it unto us. Amen. Amen. I ask that you give us the allocation for May so that we may be able to enter into the new day that you are opening unto us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, because you hear every time we pray, and every time we pray, you answer us to the praise and glory of your name. Amen. 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 Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise god. Thank,
2: you,
0: thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit God bless you um pastor stephanie um i think she has something to say real quickly um god bless you and i will see you all tomorrow please don't leave just give pastor stephanie two minutes and um, to make her announcements